Good day, everyone. Welcome to Saturated in Scripture. Greetings, everyone. You are tuning into Saturated in Scripture, a weekly devotional program designed to help you taste and see the sweetness of the gospel in Scripture. My name is Elliot, and I'm your host for the program. And today we have a special guest, Clement. Clement Hui is a minister in training here at Grace Point. He is currently a second-year ministry apprentice, preparing to serve our Lord Jesus Christ as a pastoral leader, uh, God willing, in our city, but maybe even uh, beyond. Uh, he's going to lead us in our reflection on our psalm today. The aim of this entire program is to help us gain a greater sense of clarity about who God is and what his plans are for the world, so that we may know who we are in light of all of that and how we are to live. This is a reminder that our readings for this week is Psalms chapters 75 to 77, chapters 75 to 77, and our psalm in focus for this episode is Psalm 75. If you're able to, let me invite you to keep your Bibles open as we hear from God's Word. I'm reading from the NIV translation of Psalm 75. Hear God's Word. We praise you, God. We praise you for your name is near. People tell of your wonderful deeds. You say, I choose the appointed time. It is I who judge with equity. When the earth and all its people quake, it is I who hold its pillars firm. To the arrogant I say, boast no more. To the wicked, do not lift up your horns. Do not lift your horns against heaven. Do not speak so defiantly. No one from the east or the west or the desert can exalt themselves. It is God who judges. He brings one down. He exalts another. In the hand of the Lord is the cup, full of foaming wine mixed with spices. He pours it out and all the wicked of the earth drink it down to its very dregs. As for me, I will declare this forever. I will sing praise to the God of Jacob, who says, I will cut off the horns of all the wicked, but the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. This is the word of the Lord. Injustice. There is no running away from it. Turn on the news and you will hear all about it. A war has started. The weak are assaulted. Power and authority abused. Everywhere in our lives or in the lives of those we know, we see injustice. And despite the protests, the petition, and the media campaigns, it seems to do nothing. The proud continue to be proud. The wicked continue to be wicked. In our hearts, we ask, why do arrogant and evil people get away with things? Why aren't our cries for justice being heard? It won't be long until we become discouraged and hopeless. And as those who worship the God of the Bible, we wonder whether or not he is absent. Is he unfazed? Will he do something about evil? Today, as we come to Psalm 75, we see God's answer. God promises to judge, and he will judge rightly and decisively in his own timing. Written by the musician Asaph right off the bat in verse 1, 
we are invited to sing with gratitude, to praise his name. Why? Because God is not absent. God is not distant. He is not beyond reach, but he is near. And from verse 2 onwards, God speaks directly. Here is what God says. I will judge at the appointed time. Whether it is now or later, do not fret. One way or another, my judgment will come. How comforting is it? You and I know that every day, many things happen beyond our control. We are powerless in the face of change. Yet verse 3 reminds us that even if the world is shaken up, even if it quakes, God holds everything in place. He is order in the midst of chaos. He is the unshakable pillar of justice and goodness. Nothing can knock him over. God is giving us an assurance that we can trust in his timing. And you and I need this desperately. We need this because of the enemies we face. The psalmist identifies them in verses 4 to 5. It is the arrogant who boasts. These are the people who puff themselves up like a balloon. They talk big and they look big. They are proud of their achievements, their power, their influence and their possessions. They are the ones who look down on everyone else. Then there are the wicked who lift up their horns. In the Bible, this imagery of the horn is really important. The horn is a symbol of honor and strength. So when God speaks of the wicked lifting up the horn in verses 4 to 5, it creates an image in our head of an animal. Imagine a bull, perhaps on a farm. Its master is trying to put a wooden yoke on it, but it refuses to submit. Instead of being obedient, the bull lifts up its head in defiance. It shakes, it snorts. In doing so, it is telling the farmer, I am my own master. It is the arrogant and the wicked that crush God's people. They trample on the weak. They tear others down in order to lift themselves up in glory. They shake their fists against heaven, against God, and say, We answer to no one but ourselves. You are not our master. We are. Yet as we see from verses 4 to 8, God has a strong word of warning for them. Here is what God has to say. Boast no more. Do not lift up your horn. Do not speak so defiantly. Like the nations that come from the east, the west, or the desert regions, you may think you have the right to boast. To boast of your power, your influence, your conquest, yes. But guess what? Before me, they are nothing. I am the one who brings people down. I am the one who lifts people up as I please. And in verse 8, the final warning is given. In the hand of the Lord is a cup. Whenever the Bible talks about the cup from God, make no mistake. It is not a cup of cordial or a cup of juice. It is the cup that contains the full extent of God's anger and judgment. 
It is the wine of God's wrath. The fact that it is foaming, mixed with spices, is meant to symbolize its potency. It is strong stuff. Even those who enjoy alcohol know that the body can only handle so much. Yet, God says to the wicked, there will be no escape. I will pour out the wine of my judgment and anger on you, and I will make you drink every last drop. God's promises to judge, and his judgment will be right and decisive. As you are listening, how does God's word speak to you today? Maybe you are someone who has been crying for God's judgment. Rest assured, God's judgment on the wicked is certain. He will vindicate the righteous. He will not leave injustices unpunished. Like a parent who gets angry when they see their children being harmed, God's anger will rage against those who harm his people. So don't give up on praying for justice. Trust in his promises. Whether the punishment is given in this life or on the day of final judgment, divine justice will be served. All will be made right. Yet perhaps you are someone who fears God's judgment. You may have spent more time boasting about yourself. You may have defiantly turned away from God, and you may have chosen to live life your own way instead of submitting to Him. Perhaps you see your own contribution to the wickedness in the world. My dear friend, the threat of God's wrath is real. Repent, humble yourself, and ask God for forgiveness. And take heart. Before God, you will find mercy. There is one who drank the cup of God's wrath in your place. Jesus, the righteous one, took your place and faced God's judgment. God made him drain the cup to its dregs so that you won't have to. If we believe in him and surrender to him as Lord and Savior, there will be no fear, only joy from experiencing full forgiveness and reconciliation. Only then can we confidently join the psalmist in singing praises to God, the one who cuts off the horns of the wicked, but lifts up the horns of the righteous by his mercy. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as a judge of the earth, we praise you for your immeasurable goodness. For those who yearn for justice, thank you for reassuring us of your judgment. For those who fear justice, thank you for offering us forgiveness by having your son drink the cup of judgment in our place. May we trust in your promises and find comfort, knowing that you are our righteous judge, the one who humbles and the one who lifts up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, thank you for joining us for another week here at Saturated in Scripture. Once again, thank you, Clement, for opening up God's Word with us. I hope and pray you've been able to taste the sweetness of Scripture with us. Until next week, delight in the law of the Lord.